Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. My name is Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got a little bit of volleyball to talk about as they closed out their spring season. We'll give you some updates in there. We've also got some interviews that we're working on in the volleyball section here soon. After that, we've got a new Wisconsin basketball commitment. We've got a football commitment watch. Probably not going Wisconsin's way, but you guys certainly will want to keep an eye on it. Later on, we've got some new offers to talk about. So we've got plenty of news from all three big sports for Wisconsin. And then in the back of the show, We'll continue our spring position preview and talk about the cornerback. So you've got uh, last episode we did the safeties, kind of talked about the odds on favorite to start week one, other players to watch, the dark horses, players at the position, areas of concern, etc. So we'll get into all of that on today's show. We'll start on the volleyball side. As I mentioned, Wisconsin Volleyball wrapped up their spring season this past week, finishing up 4-0 in those four contests, uh, their last being taking on Northern Iowa at uh, the University of Dubuque, my alma mater. So shout out to the Spartans for hosting our Badgers there. But it really a, a, a fun spring season for them. Of course, a lot of new faces when you look at this team. The big name, of course, Dana Retke departed, coming off a national championship. But I know Kelly Sheffield wants to continue to have this program clicking at a high note. This isn't just a program that had a bunch of experienced and dominating players and is going to be you know a, a team that's a one championship wonder or anything like that. This is a team that's been competing for Final Fours consistently for years now and now finally got over that hump for a national championship. But I can't imagine anyone within that program is is happy to just you know be rest on those laurels of that one title. It was obviously a very exciting time for Wisconsin athletics, but now the new season starts and there's going to be some new faces worked in there as well. But a nice 4-0 spring season, it sounds like the team, uh, everyone got some action. They're looking, of course, you're looking at you know who's going to be the new libero, the new setter. You've got all sorts of question marks and new faces for this team. But nice to see um, players getting worked in. I know not much action for Julia Orzel. That's the big name is that you're looking at. You know She's recovering from lingering um, injuries and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this rotation kind of works. Of course, you've got some time until the fall season. But really excited to see what Wisconsin volleyball can do this upcoming year with a new challenge in front of them. Of course, you've always had the you know, the, the Dana Retke card in your back pocket. You won't have that anymore, but I still think this team is uber-talented. Kelly Sheffield is one of the best coaches um, in, in all the country, in all of the sports, uh, in, in the NCAA. So he's certainly going to have this team competitive and ready to go. And as I mentioned at the front of the show, we're going to try and have Bremen on here in the next uh, week or so to talk over some volleyball. He's, of course, our B5Q volleyball correspondent gets much more into the in-depth stuff 
much more than a casual like myself. So we'll have him to kind of talk about what he saw, what he noticed from spring ball, because we haven't talked a lot of volleyball in a while. And it's such a major sport at UW. We should certainly work it in there more. So we'll have more to that, um, more volleyball action to come to kind of wrap up this spring season over the next week or so. Next, in terms of news, we've got some Wisconsin basketball recruiting to talk about, specifically a commitment from 2023 guard John Blackwell out of Michigan. He's the first player to commit in that 2023 class. A bit of a surprise for Wisconsin. I know that, of course, they were on his radar, but a little bit of a surprise to, to see that commitment. You know, it's early in that 2023 class, but I think a really nice pickup for the Badgers and Greg Gard and part of his program. Uh, John Blackwell is out of Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, Brother Rice High School, and he announced his commitment via Twitter this past Friday. So a bit of a surprise that the commitment kind of came early in that 2023 cycle, but I'm sure Greg Gard is ecstatic to have one of those players locked up. He's a player that had some other intriguing offers. Eastern Michigan, Loyola Chicago has been a really consistent program for years now. Some of the smaller schools, Northern Illinois, Oakland, Rhode Island, TCU, and VCU, the Badgers were his lone Power 5 offer, but there were teams like Louisville, Marquette, Michigan, Michigan State, and Minnesota all showing interest in a player like Blackwell. So certainly a, a guy that was maybe a, a mid-major type player, but also on the fringes of being a Power 5 player and could develop into more. And, and Greg Gard clearly saw something because he's been very high on the Badgers board, and, and Blackwell in turn has had Wisconsin very high on his board as well. So a nice commitment to get there. He's a very versatile guard standing at 6'4", 180 pounds, so a very good frame on him. You know, still in high school, still a year to go, uh, certainly a player that has good size, athleticism that can come, come and bring that over to Wisconsin. When you look at what he brings, I think the size is probably one of the first things you look for. 6'4", 180, and still in part of the 2023 class is great to build on. He's a guy that, in, when you look at some of the highlight tapes, they've got some on Twitter, he's got some on YouTube and outlets like that. He, he's a guy with, with good size and ability to make shots, I think, is, is something that stood out in the high school tape. I think he really has the ability to knock it down. Of course, how that translates from high school to college will certainly be there. But a good shooter, a consistent shooter from what you can see, good vision as a passer as well, a guy that can really create and make some plays. Kind of at his size could be a, a taller point guard with bigger size and physicality there or, you know, your your normal size shooting guard two guard and kind of play both of there i know he had some other talented players on his high school team i know his coach mentioned that he wanted him to be a little bit more aggressive but that may still develop as he becomes the guy at his school when you look at it when you've got other talent there maybe you're you're more of a, a pass first mentality as that shifts and other players depart maybe maybe he becomes a more aggressive player and and proves that He's got the ability to score, and then maybe from there, his rec recruitment will really kind of pick up. So I think this is a, a nice pickup. I know Sharif Chambliss, primary recruiter there, and, and he clearly did a good job. I know Blackwell and Drew Ham's conversation with his coach kind of mentioned that 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 he really liked Wisconsin because they were open and honest and, and really excited about him, very communicative uh, with him. And I think you, you saw that that can translate really well in the recruiting department and, and pick up some of these commitments. So... I think Wisconsin's got a really good player here that you can fit. Hopefully he continues to develop. Like I said, he's a 2023 guard, kind of a combo player, and I think could really develop into more over the course of his senior season. And, and you know, who knows? You know, Sometimes what happens with these commitments, especially on the football side, when you get these guys that commit with, with plenty of time still on the clock, they can, they can finally relax, have that off their shoulder, and then develop into more. And all of a sudden you're looking at, oh, man, Wisconsin picked him up early. And other Power 5 schools come working their way in. So 
Certainly a nice piece for Wisconsin to pick up. Excited to see what he can do at the next level, but still plenty of time for him to develop over the course of this next year or so. Going to get a read-up on John Blackwell. Check out, we've got a write-up um, where he mentions some some quotes that he gave to B5Q as well as uh, conversations with his high school coach. He's got We've got some Twitter videos in there as well, some quotes from Blackwell. So really an interesting piece if you're trying to get more familiar on who is going to be the newest member in that 20 or the first member of that 2023 group and the newest member of the Wisconsin basketball family. All right, up next in terms of news, we've got some football news to talk about. We've got a commitment watch to keep an eye on as well as some new offers that went out. So we'll go ahead and get into that. And the commitment watch is for quarterback J.J. Cole, of course, the 6'6", 227-pound, four-star quarterback out of the state of Iowa and Ankeny, Iowa, part of the 2023 class, announced on Twitter that he will be making his decision on April 18th, so that if you're listening to this on Monday, this is going to be this evening. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, go check his Twitter account. He's already made his decision. Wisconsin, of course, did make an offer, is one of the teams on his list in terms of an offer. But it does seem like this is not going to swing Wisconsin's way. So I didn't want to spend too much time on it until maybe possibly he pops a commitment to the Badgers and surprises us all. But, you know, part of the Elite 11, a four-star kid, one of the top players in the state of Iowa, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. It looks to me, at least right now, Alan True, who we've had on the podcast a couple times, 247, has a very high prediction in there for Iowa State. It looks like it's going to go the Cyclones way, but certainly a commitment watch to keep an eye on. Big kid, big arm, fits the system of Wisconsin, Iowa State, Iowa very well. But it, will it translate to a Badger commitment, at least right now? I don't want to hold my breath, but you never know. Wisconsin can work their way into the conversation maybe here in the 11th hour. But it does seem like the Cyclones are going to be picking up a new player to watch. But uh, certainly it seems like uh, a kid, you know, last name Cole would fit at Wisconsin. But we'll have to wait and see. But just make sure if you're looking to keep an eye on that, timeline of course Wisconsin was one of his last offers maybe they worked their way in I'm not going to say that they did right now but uh, make sure you keep an eye on that uh, Monday evening as he'll be announcing his commitment at 7 p.m central time all right continuing on with Wisconsin football recruiting we've got some new offers that went out this past week as well as Wisconsin making the cut on a couple prospects that they previously offered so we'll give you some updates there the first offer that went out 2023 three-star defensive lineman Ashton Sanders out of Los Angeles Cathedral High School earned an offer from Wisconsin on Friday. Big player, probably looks at, you know, looking at him as probably a nose tackle at Wisconsin in their 3-4 system. He's got some other Power 5 offers, Arizona State, Cal, Colorado, Kansas, Notre Dame, Utah, and Washington, among others. As I said, big kid, north of 300 pounds, already built like a Big Ten nose tackle and can certainly fit into that system well. Played of course, you had, we've talked about it with Marshall Howe, the California seasons this past year for high school players were a little bit different, but still one of the top players, top 50 player out of the state of California, recorded 36 tackles, four sacks, and 16 QB hits. It looks like a player, you know, Wisconsin, when you look at going out west has not always been a place where Wisconsin has had a ton of success, but they have had some success with certain players. It's not I wouldn't say it's it's not a pipeline state by any ways. I mean, you look at some of these other states outside of the Midwest. South Florida is a place that Wisconsin does really well in. California, they've nabbed some players there, but it isn't impossible. But still, a lot of West Coast players, sometimes it's hard to get to commit and come over to the Midwest. But in terms of size, athleticism, strength, he's a player that Roskologi, I think, could do a lot of good things with on the defensive line. 
already really, like I said, already really good size for a Big Ten defensive lineman to you know be a 2023 kid and already have a substantial frame to build on is certainly nice to see. So we'll keep an eye on if Wisconsin can kind of close the gap, pick up. Right now, it's it's pretty wide open according to his 247. No predictions or anything like that. Still a long ways away. But certainly a player I think Wisconsin could could do well in if he ends up landing there. But a lot of West Coast still, schools still in the conversation as well as, you know, a team like Notre Dame and in Washington, all those sort of schools uh, are certainly going to be in the running for his talents. Up next, you've got 2023 three-star athlete wide receiver Colin Dixon out of Ohio. He's a player that received an offer from Wisconsin this past weekend as well. And I think this is one that you could maybe see Wisconsin closing the gap on. And we talk about these new offers. Sometimes you think, okay, and I, I try to be straightforward with what I see in some of these ones where if it's, you know, Wisconsin throwing out an offer to a five-star kid from down south, the chances of Wisconsin winning that battle out, I, I, I try to, like I said, try to be realistic and say it's probably not going to happen, but Wisconsin has to make those offers. This is one that I do think Wisconsin could really end up being a home for Colin Dixon, and he already has set up an official visit on Wisconsin, uh, to Wisconsin um, on, on June 10th to visit Madison. So he's got a, a plenty of offers, but his only Power 5 offers are Duke, Illinois, Indiana, Pitt, Purdue, and Wisconsin. So a good amount of offers, but when you look at where those teams rank, Duke, certainly a school that's kind of struggling in the football department, Illinois, who knows, with, with Brett Bielema there, Pitt, Purdue, Wisconsin, Indiana. I think if you're looking at it as who you want to be with, Wisconsin is probably the top in terms of program caliber that way, but you never know. There's certainly all sorts of other conversations there, but he's a player that comes in six foot one, 200 pounds, plays on both sides of the ball, so a big-bodied wideout that can do a lot of different things. He, he had 69 catches, 1,461 yards, and 18 touchdowns, and also recorded 63 tackles, three sacks, and picked off a pass on the other side of the football. So no ratings yet. 247 lists him as the number one 102 athlete in the country and number 36 player in Ohio. And Rivals has him as the number 30 player in Ohio. Not necessarily the most speedy guy, but a big frame possession type receiver that Wisconsin can do well with. I think really looks, I think as an athlete, maybe he could be a guy that goes to the other side of the ball as well. But looking at him as the wide receiver, I think Wisconsin is probably one of the early favorites. And I would think with him already having an official visit, he feels like Wisconsin's you know close to the top of his his list as well. So that's one too to keep an eye on. I could see Wisconsin winning out in that battle. A possession run blocking type receiver that can develop into more is never a bad thing to pick up, especially out of the state of Ohio. A lot of talent in that state that Wisconsin really they're trying to I think reestablish a foothold in that Ohio area because they've done really well in Michigan. They've had some mixed results, some other states across the Midwest, but that would be a nice pickup for the Badgers that I mentioned. Already got a visit set up, so we'll certainly keep you guys updated and keep an eye on his Twitter account, the Wisconsin Football Recruiting account, or as he gets ready for his visit. All right, up next, as I mentioned, Wisconsin is still made the cut list for a couple high notable prospects as well. 2023 four-star safety Marvin Burks Jr. out of St. Louis, Cardinal Riddle College Prep High School, announced his top 15 schools earlier this week. So Wisconsin... Better to be on that list than off of it, but still uh, quite a few schools that will need to be cut down. But Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan, Texas A&M, Southern Cal, Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee. This is a player that you know is in that St. Louis area as part of the Midwest. Wisconsin would, would, would certainly love to pick up. 
can he close that gap on, on some other notable schools? You know, like I mentioned, you've got Texas A&M, Tennessee uh, does well in that St. Louis area, Michigan, another you know, big school, Penn State. So certainly a high list in terms of number right now, but Wisconsin better to be on that list than off of it. We'll keep an eye on it because Marvin Burks, one of the top players in the country, as I mentioned, a four-star kid, 2023 safety that uh, a lot of teams certainly have their eye on, as well as in terms of cut list, 2023 four-star linebacker Jordan Hall out of IMG Academy also included the Badgers on his recent cut-down list. Other schools on there are Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Florida, Auburn, South Carolina, Miami, Ole Miss, and others. So certainly a a big list there as well, but Wisconsin, nice to be on that list. We'll see if they narrow the gap on any of these schools. I'd say right now, Wisconsin probably not in the favorite running, but I think we've seen, and this kind of transitions over to a little bit different recruiting stuff, but we were talking about it on our B5Q Slack channel. I think we've seen a nice reinvigoration of the recruiting program now that that has kind of been settled under Mickey Turner. This past year, we talked about it so many times on this podcast, that the class maybe wasn't up to the caliber that they were looking for. Plenty of nice pieces, but didn't follow the last couple of years. And it seems like this recruiting program with Mickey Turner at the helm has kind of revitalized a little bit. You know, talk about it. You finally have some fun on there whose sole focus and job is to focus in on recruiting. And Mickey Turner's excellent at whatever job he does. He's a very well-spoken guy. One of the nicest guys you could ever meet. And I think having him as the face of your recruiting is a huge win. And so far, he seems to be really hitting the ground running. There's been offers after offers after offers. I know they had plenty of, of kids on campus this past weekend getting looks. He was talking, you know, from sources at practice, a.k.a. Matt Bells. <laughs> he said he was kind of, you know, really invigorated, talking with players, getting that energy out, and, and really establishing himself as the face of Wisconsin recruiting and hopefully laying some groundwork to get some of these players because the offers are the first step. Getting them on campus is the next step wowing them and wooing him that is the third step winning over not only the player but the family to make them feel like wisconsin is the place that they want their future you know their son to call their future home and it seems like mickey turner has really done a good job at hitting this with the ground running and kind of elevating the recruiting uh program back to where they want it to be and hopefully that comes through with some more commitments and maybe a higher ranking caliber class over this next year but those are some watch lists and some new offers to keep an eye on for Wisconsin football recruiting. All right, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we now got our next position spring preview, kind of recap that we'll be going into. But before we do that, I've got to talk to you guys about homefieldapparel.com. As I mentioned, they're doing their spring refresh. Unfortunately for us, Wisconsin was not part of the new schools for the second week, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. Wisconsin will be one of the schools in the future. But if you have any connections to Maryland, Virginia Tech, Alabama, those will be the three new schools in part of their spring refresh. So make sure to go check that out. The Maryland Tees, I know they're a Big Ten rival school, but they look sharp. If you're just looking for a cool vintage t-shirt to pick up, the uh, the yellow for Maryland shirt is is quite sharp and, and one that I, despite them being a Big Ten team that I have no connection with, I have to go and pick that one up because it's a nice new shirt and they have so many cool vintage retro throwbacks. So you don't necessarily have to have a connection to a school to check and buy some stuff from Home Field Apparel. So as I mentioned, go over to check them out, homefieldapparel.com. Also have a Wisconsin collection if you're looking to pick up some Badger gear and maybe you find a cool t-shirt that you can add on there as well. All right, let's get into some cornerback position preview and discussion. All right, guys, the cornerback room is certainly one that has some new faces in there and we'll see how that all works out this upcoming season. 
but a lot of excitement in that cornerback room as well with some of those transfers, high-caliber players that Wisconsin brought in via the transfer portal. So we'll start with odds on favorite to start week one. And I think this is a really kind of a interesting conversation because, as I mentioned, Wisconsin had an overhaul of transfers this past year, bringing in three transfers. Who's going to be the odd man out? Could they play with all three? And and someone that was a previous part of this recruiting class or one of the lower um, inter- guys in terms of class, do they kind of get bumped out? How that how will that all work? I think it's a very intriguing discussion. But in terms of odds on favorites, you know, on this podcast, we've always kind of talked about it, that Wisconsin generally starts three corners. When you really think about it, you've got the two outside and then you've got your, your slot corner there. I think right now in terms of odds on favorites to start, it's, of course, Jay Shaw, one of the transfers from UCLA. Last season was a, a second-team All-Pac-12 player. I can't imagine he's coming over to Wisconsin to be a guy that isn't going to play consistently. I would imagine that he's going to be a starter. Similar to that, Cedric Dort from Kentucky, a player that you know could have went back to Kentucky and played SEC football. It's not a guy that you know wasn't on the field for the Wildcats this past season. He's played for years now. Can't imagine he's going to come over to Wisconsin unless he felt like, hey, I've got a chance to go over there and play, you know, high caliber Big Ten football and compete for a Big Ten championship. So I would have to imagine those two guys are your one and two corners right now, along with your third kind of slot corner. I would say you're still looking at Alexander Smith as a player like that, you know, a senior out of California, played a lot last year, did a lot of good things. And I would have to imagine that he's got he's kind of got that role similarly kind of matched up well. I mean, you look at Shaw and Dort, those are guys that can play on the outside. They've got a little bit more size. Smith can play on the inside. So I think he's a a really a piece that with these three new transfers coming in, isn't just going to lay down lightly and get bumped out of his spot. I think he'll be a player that could be kind of that third quarterback starter, quote unquote. So beyond that, we'll, we'll go over to other players to watch now. The other transfer that came in from to Wisconsin is Justin Clark out of Toledo. Now, he's a guy that, again, played a lot of football. It's a group of five school in Toledo, but it's a high-caliber group of five program, and Justin Clark has, has played a lot there as well. He's not going to just come over to Wisconsin and lay down lightly and, and, and not try to compete for a spot. So he's certainly in the mix there as well. After that, a guy like Samar Melvin, been on the roster for years now. He's been worked into some games. He's had some bright moments. He's had some some plays where he hasn't looked to be you know his his best, but I think he's a guy that is certainly in this conversation as well. So when you talk about it, this last few years you've had multiple corners with a lot of talent and only a few spots. I think you're going to continue to have that kind of iron sharpens iron mentality throughout this spring and into fall camp in terms of who's going to be getting the consistent reps there. Shaw, Dort, Smith, Clark, Melvin, those are all guys I think could compete for a spot. But when you look at it, I think these three transfers and Alexander Smith are probably your guys that are, are pretty close in terms of you know odds. If you were looking at it from a betting standpoint, Jay Shaw and Cedric Dort, probably your top two. But these other guys are, are not that far off in terms of being in there. And I know if Wisconsin feels comfortable running with multiple defensive backs and having five guys that they can work in there, They'll certainly do that. Jim Leonard is not going to be hesitant to to work guys in there that he feels comfortable to try and keep them fresh. So, who kind of, where they kind of fit in this group is is really going to be something uh, to watch. And I think this competition in terms of who's going to be your top three corners week one will be a lot of fun because there's a, a you know they brought an influx of talent in there, and I think it's plenty of players that you should be excited about coming over from high caliber schools. You know Toledo, UCLA, Kentucky. 
Those are good programs consistently playing well at that Power 5 level and Group of 5 level. And I would think all three of those guys can can be top competition for some of these other guys that have been in the room and shown exactly what they what coaches have wanted to see just quite yet. So I think the competition in that cornerback spot is really going to be a lot of fun to watch as well. All right, so next we talked about, last episode we talked about an up-and-coming player slash dark horse. And I think the, the player that fits that mold really well is is Ricardo Hallman. He's a player that, of course, a fan favorite, or I guess a favorite of ours on the uh, podcast here. He was gracious enough during this recruitment to come on, talked about it, kind of announced his commitment on the podcast, along with dropping it on Twitter. So we are really a fan of favorite of him. But I think he's really was when he, when he announced his commitment, it was one that I really saw that, hey, this could be a gem that Wisconsin once again got out of that South Florida area, that pipeline of, of secondary players in that area just seems to continue to work. And I think he's a player that could really develop into more. We saw some from him last year. You know, he had a tackle. He had a pass deflected. He, he recorded plenty of interceptions at the high school level. He's a player that is just kind of a ball hawk and, and really a speedster. So we've heard, you know, if you pay it to, if you follow the Wisconsin football media, it sounds like he's been a guy that's play, made a lot of plays in spring ball and, and I think could really develop into more. Can he crack that top five and beat out one of these guys? I don't know if you're necessarily to see that, but could he certainly be a guy that works into that maybe rotation and, and bypass a guy like Samar Melvin or, or Justin Clark at that transfer? That's that's not out of the question for me right now. I think Ricardo is an extremely talented player and can certainly develop into more. And as you mentioned, maybe next year, if those you know those transfers depart and you need to replace, and all of a sudden you've got to, a guy like him that can maybe step up and be one of your corners next year, but certainly a dark horse to keep an eye on in that cornerback room. Up next, we'll talk about the key player at this position, and I'm this one's kind of a tough one because you look at it, you've got as I mentioned the three transfers coming in. I think all of those guys will be key in their own right, but I do think that a guy like Alexander Smith is kind of your key guy that you want to have clicking on all cylinders this spring and heading into fall. Academy played in 11 games last season, was a nice piece for Wisconsin in that secondary. Nine solo tackles, had an interception, played a little bit in 2020 as well, played a lot in 2019 as a special teams guy. So you want him to really maybe take that next jump and be a guy that's out there consistently, snap after snap, and being able to to play that third cornerback slot position. So I think overall he's kind of the key. I look at Cedric Dort and Jay Shaw, you know, as I mentioned, high caliber SEC players that played a lot of football. I would expect them to come in and and click, you hope. So who beyond that, if you can get that third corner like Alexander Smith to to work well, I think he's the key at that spot and could really bolster this room. If everything else clicks around him, if he's able to elevate his game as well, I think this group could really be a fun one to watch. I'm excited to see what this cornerback room can do. And all of them have sort of an importance in their own right. But I think having your guy that you've worked you know, years now in the system kind of take that next jump and be a guy that blossoms even more than he already has is, is certainly a big piece for Wisconsin and will show that, hey, you know, these, this recruiting is working at this position. They've got some younger guys. You know, we talked about Ricardo Holman, Max Lofi, Corey Lai. They brought in plenty of corners this past class that they're going to try and develop into more. And, and it's nice to see that a guy like Alexander Smith, who's, who's been a homegrown player that's, you know, three, four years in the program, maybe take that next jump, um, I think would be a welcome sight to see, to mix in with uh, plenty of talented transfers. All right, last but not least, we've got the area of concern for this cornerback room. And this one's an interesting one. And I've talked about it. I do think 
this this group is going to be talented. I, I think this transfer group that they brought in are good players that have played high caliber football in the Power Five and in G five level. So you would think that they'd be able to click. But you also have to look at the flip side. What if it just doesn't quite work the way Wisconsin had planned and panned out to? You know, you're bringing in guys have to learn a new system, have to get familiar with a new cornerback coach, get familiar with a new defensive scheme, might be different from what they did at, at their other schools. What if all of a sudden it doesn't work or it doesn't work to start? You know, Wisconsin's got a pretty easy schedule out of the gate, but could they get hit for some big plays early in the season? That's still something that remains to be seen. I don't think it's a huge area of concern, but it's also that what if factor. You know, we haven't seen Cedric Dort play for Wisconsin yet. We haven't seen Jay Shaw play for Wisconsin yet. We haven't seen Justin Clark line up and, and play Wisconsin football yet. So it's not so much an area of, whoa, this is a big, I think, area of concern. But until you see it on the field and, and see that it's proven otherwise, that these guys are ready to play and it shouldn't be a huge worry, I think that's the area of concern for me right now. But it's kind of grasping at straws. I think this group is, is talented. As I mentioned, there's going to be good competition there. I think I, I like this group where they're at right now. It's just a more a matter of seeing it on the field, being ready to go, and, and kind of having those little doubts in the back of your mind put to rest once you finally see this kind of group unfold. Because I think Wisconsin did a good job in that transfer portal. They brought these guys in for a reason. Now we just need to see it on the field consistently as you move forward. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we've got some volleyball conversations that are going to be coming up over the next week or so. We've got Owen uh, who will line up. Owen Reese, of course, always been on our show to talk NFL draft. He's our, our NFL draft guru. He'll be on either next episode or probably our first episode next week to go over Wisconsin football in terms of their prospects at the NFL draft. We always love having Owen on, kind of talk about the different conversations around Everything NFL draft. So we'll have that over the course of the next few episodes as the draft gets started a week from Thursday. So getting closer and closer to NFL draft time is exciting for Wisconsin football as well as for NFL fans, the prospect of who will be the new member of your local team. For me, the Green Bay Packers excited to see what they can do in this NFL draft. So we'll have that coming up over the course of this next few episodes. So always thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. We'll talk to you later in the week on Wisconsin. Thank you.